0: Welcome back to the tape store everyone. This is Toby. And this is Brooke. We were made in the 80s. And
1: played in the 90s.
0: And this is an exciting episode.
1: Yes.
0: It's kind of, I mean, I don't like that we're at the end of October. No.
1: Depressed about it.
0: It's been rough here actually. We're in Georgia. Right. And it's been pretty warm.
1: It's been like 70, 80 degrees, which is upsetting for people with a major fall aesthetic.
0: Yeah, why don't you tell the story about what happened to our jack-o' lantern?
1: Oh my God. Okay, so we had an epic jack-o'-lantern. It looked great. We had it was like the headless horseman type yeah, face.
0: It looks like we you tailored it after the pumpkin from From Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. Like the
1: move like the ninety nine movie that we just covered.
0: Yeah, so it wasn't a very nice looking jack-o'-lantern.
1: No, it was it was kind of mean, as our daughter says, it's an angry face and we loved it. And yeah, it was great. You know, it was. I think what was it like the sec? Was it the second weekend in October?
0: Yeah, and it was fairly cool. it, yeah, it, it was. Yeah, it was, it was looking, starting to get cool. It was looking pretty promising.
1: So we were like, okay, great. It's going to get cooler. That'll keep the pump. Because last year we had a pumpkin out for like three weeks, and I mean, yeah, even it, after that, it no, was still good. Yeah,
0: it was in November. I think we still kept it out. Yeah, for, and it was. I mean, bit.
1: not a sign of of rotting or anything like that. Um. So you know, we now of course as soon as we carved it, we we kept it lit. You know, a few nights, so we got to enjoy it.
0: And then we had a week of like 80 degrees right and then in the 80s like yes. upper 70s and then the 80s during the day
1: so that was already f- upsetting in and of itself but then one day i got home from work and I, you know they had the lid on the pumpkin cuz it had been lit right the night before and i forgot to it was like a little electric light in there so i was like well i got to take it out and it was like a it was like a scene from a horror movie i took the lid off and these just Flies and gnats flew out of it. It was awful. And then there was just mold—not mold, but um, like uh, yeah, was, mildew think, yeah, and like
0: stuff. It was inside
1: of it, and like
0: this had only been after not even a week. It right. Was, and
1: I had and the kids were so sad. They're like, "Where's the pumpkin?" Right. And we're like, "We had to, we had to throw it away." They're like, "No." So it just—it's
0: really upsetting when it's still hot. And I was like, "At this." I time mean, of year. I
1: will carve another one because I'm the pumpkin carver in this house. Right. But like, it just. Took now, the wind out of our sails.
0: Now, getting into the last week, it's it's going to get cold.
1: Right, and hurricanes are starting to blow in, so there's there's lots of right. uh, we're gonna get a inclement little,
0: weather. We're going to get a little bit of a hurricane. Yeah, like, no, we like,
1: we won't really.
0: We're going to get like the bands or whatever, or some yes. part of it, but it's going to get cold, but the bottom line is it's just really upsetting right. when <laughs> you want to wear your sweaters, you want to wear your long sleeve.
1: I know, and I have so many sweaters.
0: You know, cold weather stuff, your jackets and all Not just you, me, I'm just saying in general, but it's just, and that was just frustrating The the pumpkin.
1: And we can, and it's not that we can't wear those things in November. Of course we can. It is still fall, but like you kind of, there's, there's an element of still having to try to keep the spookiness alive as opposed to it just being spooky time. Right. So it's always so, a sad thing when, when October yeah. passes.
0: That was the tough part, right? Right. We're, we're still here though. <laughs> right, of course. Um, but we're excited. Yes. Because we specifically saved this episode for like the finale of High Spooky Month as we've yes. been calling it. And what is that movie? It
1: is Hocus Pocus. That's right. Ah a I favorite, know. one of my absolute favorites. I talk about this movie year round.
0: Which has which seems to gain in popularity every year the, yes. the, the the more years that go by the more legendary this movie is.
1: Well, and I and I believe on the 30th there's a reunion concert with Bette Midler, Catherine uh, Catherine Jimmy and uh Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean like it's it's I'd this is this a, is the year.
0: I'd prefer a movie myself. Apparently but.
1: there is one in the works. Right, well. A second one with all the original cast.
0: Here we go. Let's oh, hope. I know. So, Hocus Pocus 1993. Mm-hmm. I was 13. Now my sister went and saw this at the theater. I I loved Halloween as a kid, right? But I don't know why I wasn't interested in this so much. I don't know if it was just my sister being into it, or I'm sure that or, that's or, or, or again, you know, I just I don't know why I just was like, eh, yeah, maybe because it seemed like it was funny, and I was maybe hoping for something a little more.
1: Yeah, well, and also it came out in July. It's a strange Who time. Who knows? Yeah,
0: you know, but I do remember my sister going and being crazy about this movie right and i saw it years later and it's an absolute just masterpiece it is a treasure it is you know i just i I think i just was being a 13 year old boy like yeah you know i I remember
1: seeing the commercials for it and a shock of shocks i was not allowed to see it when i when it came out but um i saw it later in life but i remember seeing the commercials for it and, like, seeing, you know, Bette Midler and them all dressed up, and I was like, oh, my
0: gosh. Yeah, I just didn't appreciate the legend of Bette Midler and those things until I got older. Right. You know, I just, you know... Iconic. Right. And Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathy and Jimmy, I mean, them three together. But I, I just didn't appreciate it. This kind of just... I just bypassed it. Yeah. Foolishly.
1: <laughs> it's all right. Foolishly.
0: You're forgiven. Right.
1: Because the hype has never died.
0: No, it continues to grow. This movie... I mean, it didn't even have the appreciation.
1: There's like a whole like subculture just like devoted to Hocus Pocus. It's It's, incredible. Yeah,
0: it is. It's it's great, and it is. I can't think of anything more fitting to to crown.
1: Yes, this is the crown jewel of (laughs) of Halloween.
0: And it's going to be hard, you know, this time next year. What are we going to crown High Spooky Month next year with? I don't know. It might be this again. I I mean,
1: why not? (laughs) Let's make it an anniversary.
0: So Hocus Pocus, directed by Kenny Ortega. Stars Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, Kathy Kathy Najimy, Omri Katz. Is it Omri?
1: Oh, I mean, I would think Omri, but I don't know. Omri Katz. I don't
0: know. Thora Birch, Vanessa Shaw, Sean Murray, and Doug Jones. Oh, Doug Jones. Yeah. Released July 16th, 1993. It's become a part of Halloween culture. Oh, yeah. It just has been. I mean, you know, Halloween's been around for a long time, but it, it seems to have become solidified as part of, you know, it's synonymous with Halloween. Oh, for sure. Like other movies as well. But Hocus Pocus definitely, like I said, it's a crown jewel in, in this time of year. And we're really excited to talk about it. So, yes, are you ready to jump in?
1: Uh, I was ready last year.
0: Right. You were talking about this last year. I was. I like, was like,
1: listen, next year we're doing Hocus Pocus yeah. close to Halloween. I, yeah,
0: because Halloween night, October 31st, That that is actually the one-year anniversary of our show.
1: Yes, we're about to celebrate our one-year anniversary. It's so exciting. So
0: we're crowning season one, essentially, with this. Yes. You know, so not just High Spooky Month. Right. We're excited to go into... But that's
1: part of why we wanted to start it in October was because of our love of Halloween, our love of the fall. We are like, we should... We should, that should be when we like,
0: you know, right. start this thing. because it was the Halloween movies. It was, it was... Hocus... Are You Afraid of the Dark? Are You Afraid of the Dark, Hocus Pocus, Goosebumps, mm-hmm. all those things, which we really haven't even gotten into Goosebumps yet, but... Oh, yes. Wonderful to have material, you know, to last us. Yes. For many, many, many... many moons. Yes, to come. <laughs> so let's go into Hocus Pocus. We open the movie like we're reading a book. Right. Hocus Pocus. It's it's like the the cover of a book and it says... Hocus pocus, right? Like a storybook. And we see, and you actually brought this up. The the credits, the opening mm-hmm. credits, are actually this long aerial shot over mm-hmm. like a New England forest. Obviously, uh, yeah, definitely, because it's all set in Salem, Massachusetts, As which it has be. which has a lot of history. Yes, regarding witches. Spoiler alert: Hocus Pocus <laughs> is about. In case witches. you
1: were wondering what this was about,
0: but this was reminiscent of the movie The Witches. Yes, which had this aerial shot with the opening credits mm-hmm. over like this tundra, this Arctic tundra. Yeah. You know, and then you have, this and then a witch cackle at the end. Right.
1: And then this one, you actually see the silhouette of the, of the witch on a broom. When I mean, you know, we found that, find out it's Sarah. Right. But at first you just see, yes. you know, witch on broom flying.
0: And you brought that up. So we just, yeah. I was like, know, ah, here we are. Again. And if you haven't seen, and if you, excuse me, seen, listen to our episode on the witches, Please go back. It was unexpectedly a really right. Really uh, you know, one of our more highly listened to listened to I mean episodes. like of course
1: it's an amazing movie, but it was neat that you guys yeah, tuned in. Yeah,
0: you guys really seem to be enjoying that one and and we're happy that you're enjoying it as well. So the Sanderson sisters. Ugh. this whole movie is the Sanderson sisters.
1: Our villains are really the heroes, let's be honest.
0: Yes. I mean it's yeah, absolutely. And and we open with them just in the midst of their, you know.
1: <laughs> Revelry, right. I guess. Yeah.
0: The things that, that, yeah. Winifred, Mary, and Sarah. They're three comically wicked but powerful witches who successfully terrorized Salem, Massachusetts. We don't know how long they've been doing this. Right. We just know the film opens on Halloween night of 1693. A young boy named Thackeray Binks. His play by Sean Murray. Wakes to find his sister Emily, has been enchanted and lured into the forest where Mm -hmm. the witch's house is. And Thackeray, you know, wakes up and I think he hears the song, right? Yeah. That Sarah sings. One Mm -hmm. of the witches comes out of his house. His flowy
1: peasant garb,
0: right? Oversized. Which
1: honestly, I would, I would like that shirt. Yeah. Colonial. Perfectly honest.
0: Colonial clothing. Yes. And one of his buddies, friends, whatever, (laughs) says, "Look." They conjure, right? Right. Or behold, they were seriously. Man, if
1: only, I just want someone to say that about me, just they like, were using some hard. Across, look, behold, she conjures like that's just. Epic. They were
0: using some hard old English there, because <laughs> they were just—you could just tell—they were really using it. Like, oh, yeah. we're going to try to use. We're going to do our best. Thy thus behold. Yeah. Anyway. Which leaded which leaded me, led me <laughs> to to ask the question. Okay, if you know what they're doing...
1: Why are y'all not...
0: Why, why is it suddenly a major issue? Look, they conjure. Like, like, it
1: never was, and now it is.
0: Have they been taking kids for all Although, this time? what
1: I would say is that if they... if they, It seems that... I mean, we'll see it later, but, like, the magic seems to be powerful on Halloween night. So, it's possible that they had to do this they don't on do, Halloween night.
0: Like, they don't do anything the rest of the year?
1: I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't, but I'm so, just saying it's I maybe
0: right. The only explanation as to why the Sandersons are able to operate right <laughs> outside this town and do their wicked deeds is is maybe fear, you know, fear yeah. of their magic.
1: Well, because yeah, because I mean, you have to think it, it's set in 1693, which is technically just after the Salem witch trials. Yeah, 1692. But right. it it is in it's but obviously there's a reason that 1693. This movie came out in 1993.
0: Yeah, there's that. So there's there, that connection. There,
1: there needed to be a you know. The years. Well, either way, it's obvious. The hundred years. Yeah. But, I mean, it, you're, if, you, when you, if, you have, if you're an adult, especially, watching the movie, and you see the year 1693, you go, oh, okay, witch hunt. So, as successful as they may have been as witches, there was still, for them, an amount of fear of what would happen to them if they were caught.
0: Well, it seems that the town's afraid of them. It must be. I mean, the town seems to know their game. Right. <laughs> Uh, and they've been doing it unhindered. It seems. I know, and it's kind of. And it seems that it just—I don't know—for me, just who kind of not only enjoys the story but also has this looks at it through this analysis, right? These analyzing eyes, I guess you could say, our
1: grown-up brains.
0: And I can still enjoy a story and kind of analyze it and want and, and ask questions and not try to look for the plot holes, but maybe sometimes so go okay, you know, because my first question was. <laughs> what is it about th- this? Because this this seems to be the straw that breaks the camel's back with with the Sanderson sisters. Yeah. Um, but before we get to that, I just want to say very few films have the chemistry of these three characters. Ugh,
1: forget it. And they seem to be genuinely actual friends too. And they
0: seem to genuinely be having a marvelous time playing their roles, making this yeah. movie. I mean, Bette
1: Midler. Was quoted saying it's like one of her favorite roles she's ever played and she would play it again.
0: Right. And interestingly enough, Angelica Houston said that about the Grand High Witch.
1: I mean, who wouldn't want to play a witch all the time?
0: It's just, I think there's something fun about playing these charismatic, uh, leaning towards almost comical mm-hmm. villains. Yeah. For you get sure. the best of both worlds. You get to be comical. You get to be, um, you, you get to have this side that's almost. Um, Alluring and yeah. fun, yeah. Well, you have to
1: think when you play an evil character.
0: That's just all. That's just straight up dark. I think about like Heath Ledger's yeah, Joker. Yeah, like that's or,
1: that's heavy. But like funny evil, you get to you get to do whatever you want. Right. One, you you don't care what anybody thinks because you're just out for what you right. want. But then you're hilarious and everyone loves you.
0: And the Grand so. High Witch certainly was not. She was uh, horrifying. No, but yes, of of <laughs> course. But Angelica Houston just, I mean, just. Played her with such pomp, and oh, yeah. and you could tell she was enjoying it. She oh, was yeah. she was reveling in that, mm-hmm. and it seemed that the Sanderson sisters, uh, as in you know Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Jimmy were really enjoying this. Right, they have such chemistry, and they're absolutely hilarious. And of course, Bette Midler we know is legendary. Forget it. Winifred is obviously the leader and the most menacing. Yes, still funny though. Mary is haphazard, <laughs> unintelligent, compared to Winifred. She definitely is kind of, you know, bumbling.
1: Yes, right.
0: And she's kind of weird. Yeah. And Sarah is the younger and playfully seductive, alluring witch. They all kind of have a thing. Well, go ahead.
1: No, no, no. I was going to say, I mean, it, it, the three witches trope, as as many of us know, that's that's not new to literature and, you know history mythologies because typically and this is the english teacher coming out of me the whenever there's the a a triad of the power of three there's the power of three yes yes exactly no it is that's exactly use that yeah that's what they're doing i mean like hecate the goddess of like you know witchcraft
0: you mean hecate
1: get out of here just get out sorry maybe
0: (laughs) watch our hercules episode just get out
1: (laughs) oh no those were terrible trying to say all their names (laughs) But go ahead. But uh, no, she is a a three in one goddess, and it play the the three witches often play on the 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 crone, the 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 mother, and the maiden.
0: Okay. Now, interesting.
1: Yeah, it's it's a pretty common trope. No one's really a crone. You could definitely say Sarah's the maiden, and definitely no one's a matron. Right. But like, you can maybe see how it lends itself to that, and how different they are, but. They are effective when they are one. So they're
0: they're Certainly. separate,
1: but they are one.
0: Right. Well, Winifred is obviously the, the leader. Yes, for sure. And what's wonderful about her is when she's right, she's right. <laughs> but when she's wrong, she's also right. She has this... Because <laughs> even when... And, and we're going to see, because the thing about, obviously, most of the movie, of course, is in 1993. Right. So we know that the Sanderson sisters are going to be introduced to the 20th century. And I think, for me, my favorite part of this movie... Is their responses to things in the twentieth century, <laughs> and Winifred is so magnificently wrong about the a lot of what she sees, but you know, and, and what she thinks things are in the nineteen nineties. Yeah. But, but they they but they she, take her at her word though. But she's so confident. She's like, oh yes, that's definitely what it is. I just <laughs> I love it. You know, let's get get getting back to the narrative here, okay, the okay. story. Uh, Thackeray goes to the house where they're conjuring, which it's it's not hard to notice. There's like this. Purple smoke. Yeah, just. I mean, no up big deal. Out. Yeah, Thackeray spies the aged sisters use their magic. They they look aged, right? They guide. They're guided by their living book, which they just call book. Right. It's like a character, essentially. It is. It is a character. Book. for sure. To create a potion, which they give to Emily, who's they she's kind of been brought in by this trance from Sarah's song. Yeah. They give her the potion and it makes like her life force, yeah. I guess, kind of mani- Some kind mani- of
1: dark crystal vibes, to be yeah. honest. It reminds me of the, the right. taking of the essence.
0: Yeah. The, her life force essentially kind of manifests physically and they're yeah. able to Sip consume it. it. Yeah. Like, they like inhale it. Yeah. And it immediately makes them younger. Yeah. Thackeray is then discovered and instead of killing him, they curse him to live as an immortal black cat.
1: And part of why they curse him is because he calls them like old and ugly, and um
0: yes, they're, Winifred's
1: like sisters. Did you hear what they called you? You, excluding herself yeah. from that, by the way.
0: I like that actually. <laughs> I love it. I, I like that. It's kind of like a tragic flaw for Winifred. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's times when she absolutely could have triumphed in this film, but she's she's tripped up by simple um, insults. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know her ego and such. Uh, the whole thing's interrupted by the angry citizens of Salem. I guess they're finally sick of it.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. And however the, long it's gone
0: on. Right. They're like, all right, that's enough.
1: <laughs> we, we let you have your time.
0: All right. Thackeray and Emily's father, who I guess, you know, again, they're finally done with all this. Yeah. You know, this chicanery. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs> shenanig-
0: shenanigans. Yes. They have the witches hanged, but not before Winifred, through the book, prophesies their return on the same night. When they are awakened by a virgin. Yes, I love I love
1: that spell part. We we posted it the other day on Instagram just because it's so it's so iconic.
0: And then we jump to present day, three hundred years later. We're in a classroom, and we find that everything that we've been watching is from a story. Which that's similar to Ernest Scared Stupid. Remember? We, oh we, we,
1: wow, it we really wa- is. We watched
0: that prologue, and then we found it was even
1: being... kind of same time period, right? But the mutton chops.
0: Yes, <laughs> where a teacher, played by Kathleen Freeman, mm-hmm. makes a wonderful cameo as one of the coolest teachers that I wish I'd had. Oh, know. Yeah. I
1: wish I was in her class.
0: She's apparently been telling the tale and gives us some exposition about the legend of the witches and how their old house is still guarded, apparently, supposedly by this black cat. And then right. what does she do?
1: <laughs> she throws something and just...
0: <laughs> yes yeah, screams At suddenly. Some poor
1: child. I
0: think she throws a roll of that streamer oh, stuff. Oh yeah,
1: there. streamer stuff. Yeah. It's I just don't know. her we both cracked up with her
0: scream. She's questioned by a skeptical student named Max Dennison. That's Omri Katz, who play who claims Halloween was started by the candy companies. I mean, he's like, "Yeah, whatever. This right. is, this is all dumb he's stuff." He's too cool for school. Yeah, Halloween's just some commercial, you know, thing everybody does every year. A classmate an attractive young lady by the name of Allison. This is played, she's played by Vanessa Shaw. Yes. Corrects him, giving him the historical origin of Halloween, which is All Hallows' Eve.
1: Which technically, it's like Samhain, but you know. Right. Well.
0: I'm know. just saying. Historically. The The point <laughs> that we're getting at. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, regardless of, of the accuracy of, of Allison's retort. Yes. Max is into her. Right, and in a refreshingly different plot device with the with the main young male character being confronted or or being presented with his uh, love interest, mm-hmm. he's a confident kid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. how many times do we see in these movies? You know, the you know when a boy likes a girl, he's kind of like, uh, I don't want yeah, me. it's and true. Max straight up walks up to her in the middle of class. Class has not been dismissed.
1: No, they're in. Yeah, class is in session.
0: And he gives her his number, and is like dead serious about it. And she does not seem unhappy about it. In fact, no, she seems she's she seems kind of into how bold. Yeah, this move was good job, Max. I know. We all want to be Max. After a classic school letting out sequence, you know, teachers <laughs> coming out, everybody shooting streamers everywhere, and I know, want that to happen, it which is nothing really... like. No, it doesn't happen. No. Max chats it up with Allison. Max is a new kid, turns out, and from a very different place than Salem. He's from L.A. Allison then flirtatiously gives Max a folded piece of paper that we find is his number. (laughs) Touche. Boom, roasted. Yep. Or was he? Because she does seem like she's into him.
1: And sidebar, I really just love her red hooded cloak, and I want it. And I always have.
0: Yeah, she looked like Little Red Riding Hood.
1: Right. It's a little witchy looking.
0: Yeah. And what's also cool is that there was no... Ex-boyfriend or or current right jerk boyfriend. There was that...
1: no brombones. <laughs> no. Way.
0: Very good. Max has a super cool bike riding sequence <laughs> through beautiful fall leaves. Ugh. Before he's confronted by two stereotypical bullies. Jay... Nine, no, stereotypical 90s bullies. Right, yes. Jay and Ernie. God. Also known as Ice.
1: <laughs> That's beautifully carved into the back of his head.
0: Ice looks like the front man of some band with the hat and stuff. Yes. They accost Max and steal his shoes. Real jerks. It's clear upon arriving at home that Max was essentially forced to come to Salem due to his parents having to move. Probably a work situation, you'd have to assume. We meet Danny, Yes. Played by Thora Birch, Max's little sister, who plays one of the most, I would say, accurate portrayals of how a little sibling would be. (laughs) She jump scares him. She's in his room. She invades his room. Yes. While he's fake snuggling with an imaginary Allison. Now let me tell you guys something so so I while we watch this movie I take notes. And when um when Max he so what is he doing? He's, He's laying He's like, on the,
1: "Oh, Allison, you're so soft."
0: And she's watching him. Danny is through the from yeah, through the uh, through the closet. Yeah. I'm writing these notes. And and as I'm taking these notes, Brooke says, "Who does that?" And I wrote, "I did that several <laughs> times with ladies throughout my young life." <laughs> You know, I'm not going to go into... I'm just saying I, I, I would have these these scenarios where yes. I'm, what I'm saying to them and this, that, and the other. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Danny notifies... Thank Ma- you for your transparency. Uh, yeah. So Danny jumps out, scares Max, and then notifies him that he's taking her trick-or-treating, much to his despair. Like, it I seems... I feel like
1: you should've, she should have led differently like, if she wanted that to go better. It
0: seems like the parents probably said, hey, look, just tell him this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. Like, they probably didn't want to have to tell Max.
1: Or maybe they didn't. Maybe they just told Danny, like, "Oh, well, Max will take you," and that, and like, there was no. <laughs> that's right. just how it's going to be.
0: Well, we go to trick or treating, and it's a wonderful, you know, the neighborhood's full of kids. It's a very happy time. Max is begrudgingly taking Danny around. They have a run in with Jay and Ice, of course. Yes, we have to be reminded that they're around terrorizing people, and they have
1: uh, a bigger gaggle of friends too. Yeah. More bullies. All
0: wearing their hats backwards and stuff. I know.
1: They're like, hey, we're rough.
0: Exactly. And Ice, you know, making me mad because he's wearing Max's shoes. And Max kind of snaps on Danny, really hurts her feelings. And then they share this really sweet sibling moment. And you kind of see that there actually is a closeness there.
1: It's a very realistic relationship. Like, they get on each other's nerves so bad, but then, like, when the chips are down, they're like, okay, look, I love you, all right?
0: But there's a lesson here. You should never, ever underestimate being forced or or being begrudged to do something you don't want to do because this whole thing pays off (laughs) for old Max because they end up at Allison's big house Yep, where she's dressed like Elizabeth Bennet from Pride and Prejudice. No
1: wrong time period. She was in colonial dress. Okay, so
0: she was dressed like Martha Washington.
1: (laughs) Closer to the goal, yes.
0: So suddenly Max is like, Hey, we're not going anywhere. Right. You know? We're good right here. <laughs> they have a bowl full of full sized candy bars. You know, this is the, this is the rich, best. Because
1: rich people, Halloween's the best. What
0: well, turns out to be her parents are having this party. Yeah, but, she's like, oh, whatever. They do it every year. Right. I'm like, whatever. You love it. Be quiet. Yeah, she's all dressed for it and stuff. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. She really hates it.
0: So we have Max and Danny and we have Allison now. And this is where Danny <laughs> continues to be the ultimate little sibling. And makes a reference to <laughs> Allison's yabos. <laughs> and if that's not enough, correctly asserts that Max loves her yabos.
1: God. And right. we did, we did like a, a, not a poll, but like a little question thing on Instagram and said, what are some of your favorite moments from Hocus Pocus? The literal first response was, Max loves your yabos. <laughs> I was like,
0: yes. Yeah, Max loves. Your Yabos is oh what she says. Oh, my God. The only thing I'm upset about is I would have loved to have had a scene where we heard Max actually say something about the Yabos. The Yabos. Yes. Just because I wanted to hear Max say his that. His
1: face, which his, his eyes got all wide. Which oh tells us that he
0: absolutely said something about Yabos. Yes.
1: But did Allison. But Allison didn't exactly right. seem upset. She's no. like, okay.
0: Allison is not weirded out by it. She seems totally okay with it. Enough, actually, to. Go out, yeah. Continue hanging out with them because this whole thing all culminates in a secret trip to the Sanderson House, Mm -hmm. which apparently used to be this museum slash gift shop that commemorated the history of the Sanderson sisters and Mm -hmm. what they did in Salem and all. And it still has like all the artifacts and stuff in there. Yeah, which leads to a question of again, how was this this stuff? How was none of this procured by historical society? If there's some book. It's sitting here. It looks like it it had long been closed down, like it's dere- yeah. it's derelict. And there is a display case with the book that has the flesh. Wasn't it made of
1: made of human flesh. Why yes. is that not
0: in a in the Smithsonian? Right. Like, like that's a little check that's it out y'all. A little
1: unique, you know? It's and an probably eye- worth a lot of money. Right. It
0: has an eyeball on it. Right. This thing's for real.
1: Although it is sleeping.
0: Well, it's sitting there. So they're rooting around the house. They've broken in and are rooting around the house. Max discovers some old dusty Zippos, which are, you know, are pretty expensive yeah, lighters. Yeah, they are, actually. A full rack of them. He takes one and finds, what is the The black flame candle. The black candle. flame candle. As Allison, at the same time, discovers the book in a glass case, and Danny's starting to get creeped out by all of it. Max then reads about the prophecy, reads it somewhere, you know. Like around, on a placard. Or oh, yeah, on the candle or something, that the sisters are going to be awakened by a virgin. Max says one of the, what I think, funniest quotes of the movie is, <laughs> so let's light the sucker and meet the old broads.
1: Like he's a 1920s villain.
0: I like Max. I really like him. I old broads. Yeah, like, I just it's love, just that, he call, I love <laughs> that he called them broads. I know. <laughs> which, I've always wondered where that came from in reference to women, but... Who knows? Anyway. That? We'll look it up. So let's light the sucker and meet the old broads.
1: And I can't help but notice, we have, we, none of this happened until our hero trio was formed. So now it's a trio it's going to yeah. be a trio versus a trio.
0: And by the way, Allison had changed out of her oh, yeah. Martha Washington. She is not with, still in Colonial yeah, Garb. Yeah, she's like in 90s kid clothes. Yes. So.
1: She's ready for a 90s adventure.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, definitely. The kids are suddenly then startled by a black cat, which, you know, had which been.
1: Which attacks. Right. Attacks. Viciously.
0: But then he's undeterred because then he essentially makes this joke. It's all a bunch of Hocus Pocus movie title. Mm-hmm. Plug. Oh, look oh. And in a spirit of mockery, he lights the candle. Lights start, you know, going out and weird green lights under the floor. And Brooke made a very interesting um, observation. Everything electrical in in the house went out. And then and that then
1: candles came in their place. So, yeah, I, I never noticed it until this time watching it for some reason. But the light bulbs popped off. So it was like and the, candles came. Yeah,
0: up. it was like the magic was returning the house to its original time. Yes,
1: I love that's, it. That was
0: really really creative. Yeah, and yeah, it was know, such a s-
1: seemingly small thing, but really effective for the people right. who would you know catch it. Which probably everybody caught it, but me.
0: But and really <laughs> with yeah and. That's about all the buildup we get because moments later the door busts open and here the Sanderson sisters as if they had been gone ten minutes. Yeah, the old Broads are back. Yeah, they joyfully enter their home.
1: I know, Bet Lou's just like yes.
0: And Max is a virgin, so I know. Yeah. I like
1: how he was. I, I mean, he was like not afraid to be like, "I will light this candle and it will work because I am a virgin." Right. I was kind of like, you know what? Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> like you're not. You're 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 happy with yourself.
0: As they reacquaint themselves with their home, Mary smells children, mm-hmm. and they soon discover Danny, who informs them that y- the year is 1993.
1: And Danny handles this masterfully. Yeah, she's she doesn't like, seem very She's like, was I who brought you back. I'm like, okay, right. <laughs> little child. Like- yeah.
0: And by the way, she's dressed as a witch. Yes. By the way. A little sweet baby. As the Sanderson sees Danny, Max attempts to defend her, but Winifred uses her electrical powers. <laughs> we always look how she, like, jerks. She, like, does this r- real quick jerk with her wrist, and it turns him around real fast. Yeah. It's just a really great moment from Winifred. And suddenly, a battle royale takes place, essentially. So we have, I mean, Allison, Danny, and Max are all, they engage the Sanderson sisters. Right. Mary, Sarah, and Winifred. With the help of the strange black cat, they're able to fend them off. Right. Allison, I believe, grabs the book, right?
1: Yes. Okay. Wait.
0: Yeah, they steal the book. Yeah, no, I takes know. I just can't remember who takes yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not sure who takes it, but they, they essentially struggle with the Sanderson sisters, get away, at least Allison and Danny do initially, and the book is taken. Max sticks around. He's got that Zippo lighter. It's like his weapon. Yeah. And he's standing, I think, on one of the rafters or the balcony of the house, right? Yeah. and when He climbs he, up there. And this is where we see the first introduction to the 20th century by the Sanderson sisters. This is our
1: sisters. Fa- one, of our, one of our all-time favorite moments from this movie.
0: So Max <laughs> lights the Zippo and he makes fire in his hand.
1: <laughs> we
0: just, we have so it's whi- such a, she's whispering win, it. You barely yeah. catch it. Winifred's given this side commentary. She's like, oh, he makes fire in his hand. Yes. Like, like, <laughs> wait a minute. We might need to like, you know, like we may be dealing with something we else We need here. to step back and take a look at what we're dealing with because Max lighting the lighter makes Winifred think He's, he, must, he says,
1: I'm, I'm calling forth the burning rain of death,
0: right? What he really does is he lights the sprinklers in the house, right? And again, because the Sandersons saw him inexplicably light fire, yeah, um, create fire through the lighter, <laughs> they they believe him, so they kind of they they can't do anything, right? You they're know, freaked they're, out. They're freaked out, and that allows Max to escape with Allison and Danny. Their response to modern technology, as I said, is hilarious. They think that the lighters are magic. Yes. They think that paved road is a river. When they finally realize, when Winifred realizes it's water, they leave. But then they see that the road's been paved, and they think that's a river.
1: Yeah, because, yeah, it's like kind of glistening, too. But, of course, bit.
0: remember, the the <clears throat> the sprinklers have gone off in the house, which notified the fire department. So here come the sirens. The sirens from the emergency vehicles terrify them.
1: Oh, yeah, because well, that's when they've just started their... <clears throat>
0: <laughs> yes yeah, so that's where path. we see the iconic yeah like their and little... then
1: here comes the moment in between them freaking out and seeing the sirens is the best just right the, yes They're staring dead at it
0: and then of course you know the sirens terrify them so they're hiding <laughs> as the firemen i i guess you know i guess you know deal with everything that had happened all the, the chaos
1: right.
0: they're watching these firemen leave and Winifred is staring them down because she knows who they are. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And who she are knows. they?
1: They are the witch hunters. It's, but it's something such yeah, a great it's line. Like They uses their axes. Use to, the, the, no, yeah. I think it's
0: they use their axes to chop the wood. To chop
1: the wood to burn us. That's yeah. it. To chop the wood to burn us. Yeah,
0: and like she, what?
1: I'm like, what book did you read this in that you know this?
0: But she's looking at no, again. No matter how wrong Winifred is, <laughs> she's so confident that her incorrect claims are correct.
1: Yeah, and Sarah's not worried about it because she's like, boys.
0: Young strapping, strapping lads. young lads. Yeah, as our trio of heroes escape, the we find that the cat has begun to speak. It's Thackeray. Yes, Thackeray leads the kids to a cemetery because that's a safe place. Why?
1: Because it's hallowed ground. Yes, and the they cannot, they cannot step foot there. Right. Which there are loopholes.
0: Yeah, he takes them to a graveyard and he tells them the story of Billy Butcherson. Uh, they sh- he shows them a grave yeah. of a guy named Billy Butcherson, who was Winifred's lover, who messed around with Sarah. Uh-oh. So she poisoned him and sewed his mouth shut. So that
1: he could not tell her secrets, even in death.
0: Right, and I think he was referencing Billy to say, this is who you're dealing with. Yeah,
1: he said, I just want to give you an idea of what you're dealing with.
0: But we're going to see a little bit more of Billy, as we know.
1: And we need to talk about Thackeray Binks's voice. Go for it. So Thackeray Binks, um, the human person uh the voice is not the same as the the human boy that plays him. Uh, Jason Marsden, who we know as Max Goof, right? Uh, believe he was in spirited away as well as one of the voices. Um, he, you know, iconic voice actor, we all know his voice. 90 ki- 90s kids know him. And he is the voice of Thackeray Binks. And to make, it, you know, make continuity, okay, they voice over him even in the beginning. So right. his voice is the same throughout, even though the human person is not played by Jason Marsden.
0: Right. Thank you for that.
1: So I just felt that we needed to say that.
0: So Thackeray basically gives the backstory about how all the rumors about the black cat are true. He is, you know, he has been guarding the house. He's dedicated his immortal life to guarding the curse, and then Max blew it, of course. But here's the problem for the Sanderson sisters, though they have returned. The magic only works for one night. Yes. They still have to make their potion, and they've got to suck the life force of all the children in Salem, and they have to do it before sunrise the next day. That's a tall order. Right. Or they turn to dust. Well.
1: Dost thou comprehend?
0: The heroes, our trio, including plus the cat, plus yeah. Thackeray. they're interrupted because here come the Sanderson's flying in on their brooms, returning for the book. The witches cannot enter. Oh, they, can't they can't step, step foot. foot. They right. can't step foot. There you go. <coughs> so, Winifred wakes up Billy, played by really one of the, I think, the best physical actors in the business, Doug, oh, forget uh, it. Uh, Doug Jones. And
1: he's, and he's still killing it. He's still yeah. out there making movies and killing it.
0: Who is a comical, decayed zombie with his mouth sewn shut. She commands Billy to find the kids and get the book. So, the kids have escaped into like these catacombs. Yeah. And Billy goes after them. The Sanderson sisters... They are foiled for now. They decide to catch a bus driven by a bus driver. From who,
1: apparently New Jersey. Yeah,
0: who's into all three of them. Right. Winifred asks to be taken to children.
1: You know, no, she said, we desire children.
0: Right. So, yeah. The kids rise up out of a sewer. Thackeray gets hit by the very bus the Sanderson's are on. By this point, Sarah is sitting on the lap of the driver. Yes, and she's driving. Of course. To, you know, the, the driver's mm-hmm. not even watching no, I don't care. And the bus runs straight over Thackeray. He comes right back to life. Right. Again, like, remember.
1: he reinflates, which is, like, <laughs> so shocking as a kid.
0: Well, the bus driver takes the Sanderson sisters exactly where they want to go, which is right into the middle of the neighborhood, crawling with children.
1: Well, because Mary is like, stop! Because right. she smells them.
0: And they're everywhere, because it's Halloween night.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, I smell children. Like, that's, like... The line, one of the lines. But they don't
0: quite understand what they're seeing because Halloween has taken quite a different form Mm -hmm. than it was 300 years before. They just see these kids in costumes and they're not quite sure what they're looking at. Before they can really figure out what's going on, they see a man dressed as the devil. Yes. Whom they think is the actual (laughs) devil.
1: Master.
0: (laughs) Two great cameos, Gary Marshall... And his wife is played by his sister, Penny Marshall. Which
1: is, that's a choice.
0: Right. But they were funny. (laughs) Yeah, they were hilarious. The Sanderson's actually believe they are in the presence of the actual devil. Yes. For a period of time. (laughs) Winifred thinks his kitchen is a torture chamber. (laughs) Mary is mesmerized by the TV. And Sarah, of course, starts to flirt with who they call, you know, Master. Master which leads to his wife throwing them out.
1: They think he's married Medusa because of the curlers in her head. Right. All this time,
0: <laughs> their brooms are outside while these, these three unassuming girls walk up and grab the brooms. Who are
1: dressed as the Sanderson sisters. Right.
0: And then we hear, they take the brooms, and then off camera we hear this whoosh sound. Yeah. So we don't know where the heck and they And bye bye-bye children. We don't know where they went.
1: Like maybe that was the beginning of their witchdom. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, that'd be a great, that'd that, be a, yeah that's a great plot device for a sequel right there. Oh, yeah. At any rate, after being thrown out of Master Devil's house, <laughs> Winifred has put it together and to her shock has realized a terrible truth. Halloween has become a night of fun. Or in Winifred's words, what?
1: A night of frolic.
0: She can't believe it. <laughs> like <Hob> she's, goblins. <laughs> she's disgusted that their night of doing you know, such utter wickedness yeah. is now this night of fun. Not only that, because of what the kids do on Halloween, they have very little regard for these three ladies who they see as three adult women dressed as witches right? instead of who they really are, actual witches. They don't know. Right. So the kids
1: are almost kind of like, what are you doing here? Like, this is our our turf. So the
0: Sanderson sisters do not command the respect and fear they once had.
1: Nobody's scared of witches anymore.
0: Meanwhile, our trio plus Thackeray... Try telling a police officer what happened, but the cop dismisses them and we find it wasn't a cop after all, but was some dude in a costume. Just a dude. Just a dude. Desperate, they decide to crash their parent uh, Max's parents adult costume party. <laughs> and Max's parents are really entertaining. I they're love they're them. a fun couple. They they crash their costume party at some dance hall and they try to tell their parents who of course don't listen, not realizing that the Sandersons have arrived at the same time. Oh yeah. By this point, Winifred has had time to figure out how to use their situation to their advantage. Is you know that they're able to hide in plain sight.
1: Yeah, they they just look like costumed adults. Yeah.
0: Whereas in in Salem in 1693, everybody would have been like, oh my god, it's the Sanderson sisters. Yeah.
1: Win- they're the only ones not dressed like pilgrims.
0: Winifred takes the stage, and before Max, uh, they weren't getting anywhere with the parents anyway. No. But Winifred is able to take the stage. Yes. The Which best, is
1: one of the best moments in the movie. It's one of the most iconic Because moments. we see Bette Midler, we just want her to sing. Right.
0: And she does. And, and she and she does. She delivers. Yes. I put a spell on you. It was one of those moments where I'm like, you had to enjoy the line out of all the witches yeah. working, I'm the worst. Just to be the character to say something like that. I know. That. No yeah.
1: matter who you are, you vibed to the song. You
0: want to sing that line. I want to sing that I line. <laughs> I want to say that to somebody. Literally. And this song puts a spell on all the adults in the dance hall. And the spell does what?
1: It It's it's going to basically make them dance themselves to death. Dance till you die.
0: <laughs> right. The kids have to escape to avoid having the spell put on them as well. The spell that the parents will all, again, dance themselves to death. The kids are able to, like, you know, get out of there before it it affects them. Right. Then Allison gets an idea. They head to their high school to which the Sanderson's are lured to. You know, they can smell children, you know. Thanks to Mary. So Allison has this idea to lure the Sanderson sisters to the school uh, once they get there. The Sandersons search the school, doing again their iconic little, <clears throat> their their <clears throat> march. They didn't do that enough.
1: No, they really did Just not. Just enough
0: for us to love it so much and wish we could see it They more.
1: really did not. I need more of the witch march in my life.
0: Well, they start to hear a voice, which they follow into this little room, which we find is a, a furnace for...
1: It looked like, was it a pottery glazing yeah, room it, yeah, for or something ba- like that? Yeah, it's for
0: baking clay or for, you know, I'm not yeah, sure Yeah, because there how... was
1: pottery and art stuff around. So I was, I, yeah, at first was we were a... like, what is this? But it had to be something for art class Well, whatever. the
0: voice is not a person. It's a boom box. And the whole purpose was to get them in there. And, I mean, pretty bold because they shut the sisters in the furnace and turn it on. Yep. Appearing to Yet destroy. Yet again,
1: <laughs> they're tried.
0: All appears to be well. The kids celebrate. You know, Thackeray, oh, you know, I have a home with Danny and with Max. They return to Max's house. Allison goes back to Max's house. Mom and dad aren't home. We see them back at the party still dancing away, which gives us a clue that something isn't right. Right. You would think
1: that the magic would wear off.
0: The kids in Thackeray don't know that that's still going on. I think otherwise they would have realized. Yeah. As they fall asleep in Max's room with Allison laying on Max. Yeah. So Max is. I know like, we were both like.
1: Mm, Max is like Max ain't sleeping.
0: Great for Max.
1: Yes, Max is he he is he's achieved all that he wanted to achieve this Halloween.
0: Something is indeed wrong. The Sandersons are not dead. No. That's the that's the problem. They survived the fire, obviously. Because the, they,
1: because they, it, I mean, it shows a quick clip of the purple smoke coming out of the chimney and then kind of reanimating back down.
0: And then, of course, the door of the furnace opens.
1: <laughs> this part. Is all of us what she Winnie is all of us right. at this moment go ahead she's just like I want my book
0: she's so <laughs> calm she's and over the way
1: it. she's just strutting out like she's so angry that but she, what was it that you said
0: I said have you ever been so angry that you just can't be angry yeah you have um, surpassed it. it I call it the pac-man effect you go <laughs> it's like when you go too far <laughs> to one side of the screen that you come out on the other side <laughs> That's so so perfect she's oh my God. so angry it's like I'm, I'm I not want a, my book yep <laughs> <And then> she's- <laughs> Like she says it in French because the <laughs> the voice in the tape was some kind of French. I don't it was know.
1: learning. It was a it was a learn yeah. to speak French.
0: Oh, thing. it was incredible. She was just like, and then she does this like. It's just thing. this little Pat pat. I've she's had over it. it.
1: I've completely had it, and now I'm just you know, I'm done.
0: And if that wasn't good enough,
1: <laughs> I want my.
0: The Sandersons <laughs> leave the school to continue their search. And do their one good deed for the movie. Thank God for the Sanderson sisters, for this one moment where they come across Jay and Ice.
1: Oh yes, who
0: are the who, worst? Who unwittingly, in total ignorance of who they are, insult them. Oh yeah, and then soon end up in cages back at the Sanderson house, terrible style. As the all right, as the sisters come up with their potion, trying to do it from memory, they've yeah. got to have their book. Speaking of the book, Allison and Max awake and decide. You know what? The Sanderson sisters are dead. Let's do something good. Never, ever good. We sh- we should they should have learned that from. They should have read Lord of the Rings. I know. And, use- and years
1: later, they should have watched The Mummy when they too well, tried to read from a book to do something good.
0: It's an important lesson. I think it's a common theme. You mm-hmm. don't use something. You don't use an evil weapon to try to do good. Right. It's actually pretty deep. Don't there. use
1: the tools of the devil to try to get in the gates of heaven.
0: Right. That's a that's a powerful lesson that actually we even find in Hocus Pocus. Um. They they want to. Return Thackeray back to his original form,
1: and yes, it, the, their intentions are, of course, noble and good.
0: The problem is, the book wants to get back to the Sanderson sisters. It, it's got a little. I mean, it's a it living. It is very
1: Lord of the Ringsy, right? You're right. It, it
0: wants to get back to yeah the sisters because
1: every time this book, the little eye right. opens and looks around. Yeah, the mom. Th- it <laughs>
0: ha- it has this relational mm-hmm. connection. It's it has a will.
1: It is sentient.
0: So when they open it up, it immediately light it put it shoots a light into the sky. Essentially,
1: because the, Wendy's been calling for it the whole movie.
0: Right, and and what is the call? Boo, right. <laughs> right. Come to mummy. So it reveals its location to the sisters, who soon arrive to the Denison home via Winifred. Remember, they've lost their brooms. <laughs> Winifred uses like a like a standard like, yeah, like you know, it's a straw broom. I guess right. Yeah. A mop for Sarah. Sarah. And marry a vacuum.
1: Bless. Our son is, uh, that's his favorite moment is, he's like, remember that witch that rides the vacuum? Like, that's his iconic moment. Right.
0: Max and Allison are completely unaware of what they've done. They they read enough to learn that salt is protection. Before Thackeray interrupts them and rebukes them for using the book.
1: Yes, he's like, nothing good can come from this. Like, don't do this.
0: So Max and Allison go downstairs to get some salt. And they're alone. Uh Uh-oh. And at 5 a.m. Almo- <laughs> right, at 5 a.m. It's 5 a.m., by the way. Thank you for bringing that up. They almost share a kiss. I mean, they're almost there before they're interrupted. <laughs> the Sandersons have shown up. Allison uses salt to protect her and Max, but the sisters they are able. Yeah, Danny. they already have Danny and Book. Yes. Now, with Book, Sarah sings her enchanting song on the way back to the Sanderson house. And the whole slew of Salem children begin their entranced walk back to the house.
1: And if you watch some of the kids, it's really funny because again, it's five a.m. There are still some kids. This one one kid has has pajamas and a pumpkin head on right. his head. And I was like, "All right, okay." And then and then some have fully lit jack o' lanterns. And I'm like, "Does the trance also will them to carry Halloween artifacts?" I was just, it's, I mean, aesthetically, Who knows? it's great, but. You know, the grown-up in me is like, but why?
0: Well, the problem here is the Sanderson's only have a very small window of time and this whole... They
1: literally have, like, what, an hour, an hour, an mean, hour and maybe. a half?
0: So as they complete the potion, Max and Allison pull up in Max's family's SUV right? to, you know, try to stop them. Max is able to create a ruse to trick the sisters into thinking the sun has come up by having Allison shine the lights of the SUV into the window. The Sanderson's think that they're dying You know, once again, you know, easily duped as as menacing as they are. Modern
1: technology.
0: Allowing the kids to spill the cauldron of potion and escape. The children of Salem arrive. This could have done it. Yeah. Winifred, with a small amount of potion, could have easily taken one of the kids that had shown up and performed the spell and would have gotten them somewhere. They would have
1: at least been okay to make it through like another day? Yeah, they
0: they, they would have lived to fight another day. But Winifred is now enraged and wants revenge. She wants Danny. She wants revenge. And this on... is
1: where she messes up.
0: Right. Because she's...
1: She just... Because Danny is the one who's like, you're the ugliest thing. And no, 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 no yep. You know.
0: Uh, that's it. She's got gumption. So, of course, the Sanderson's are now in hot pursuit, leaving, you know, what could have been a way for mm-hmm. them to remain, you know, in some... In some level of being... Of having their power or yeah. ability to live. They
1: could have just grabbed one of those kids.
0: Yeah. When they arrive... They are met by Billy, who turns out to be over Winifred. I mean, sick of her.
1: He was over her the moment she called him up, to be fair.
0: And is now on the side of the kids. He, he's able to cut his mouth open, and he hurls a bunch of insults at um, Winifred. <laughs> Trollope. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> After a struggle in the cemetery, Winifred gets Danny and nearly performs the spell, but Thackeray saves her, knocking the potion out of Winifred's hand before Winifred knocks him into a rock.
1: Which, for some reason, and the, the way they filmed it, this, this blow seems to be hard, t- tougher than the others. Because right. he's been hit by a car and came back, but this one, yeah. interestingly enough, he lands right a, a, beside his sister's grave. Right. So, this one seems to be hitting a little harder.
0: This allows Max to get the potion and drink it, which... Essentially, he's taken Danny's place, so his he's life... Like now you have to take me. So now he, you know... Because
1: there's no potion left. Right.
0: Very, very valiant and brave of Max. Winifred attempts to take Max's life force, because you got to get somebody's. Well,
1: and it's interesting to point out, too, that we're dealing with siblings here. This whole, this whole, the whole, one of the themes of this movie is siblings, siblings. Yeah. Siblings. And the Sanderson sisters are siblings, but they would never take a bullet for one another.
0: Right, they really wouldn't. So I mean, so
1: when when Winifred said, "What a fool to give up thy life for thy sister," because she really doesn't understand
0: sacri- what, what that, well, sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice love, yeah, no. sacrifices. So rooted in, it's kind yeah. of
1: a moment of like seeing, kind of, we know what Winifred's made yeah. of, but we really see it there.
0: Yeah, the purest form, yeah, of love is very sacrificial. Right, and the the act of sacrificing. Your life and well being is in itself yeah, that one means of the sacrificing greatest sacrificing
1: your what you want.
0: Right, one of the greatest displays of love, which Max does for Danny. Yes. So Winifred attempts to take Max's life force, and she starts to, mm-hmm. as the whole struggle between Max and Winifred is taking place. Sarah and Mary attempt to help, but they are interfered by Allison, Billy, and Danny, who have grabbed Mary's vacuum cord. <laughs> so Mary is being held up. Sarah goes to help Mary. Mm -hmm. By this point, the sun's coming up. Winifred sees that her time is running out and she ends up falling
1: off of her broom. Yeah, and onto and into the cemetery, which again is hallowed ground they can't touch. So, the first thing that happens is, okay, she's landed in the graveyard. So, she starts to turn to like, almost like a headstone. Right. Like a statue.
0: And Again, this is all while she's still trying to take Max's life force. Right, And the sun's coming up. Again, Winifred has landed on the ground. And she turns into stone. And her final words before she completely turns into stone is... B- is book. <laughs> she calls on the book. <clears throat> and so Winifred, gone. Yeah. Sarah and Mary are soon catapulted into view of the sun when they let go of the, the cord. vacuum core. The yeah. turn to dust. Yes. Sarah, gone. Mary, gone. And then, of course, Winifred, you In know. The grand finale. Yeah.
1: She she herself bursts into dust because so, yeah, so it's she, still called, the, the curse is still fulfilled. Yeah, basically. so she
0: turns to stone from landing on the cemetery. Yes. And then turns to dust when the sun hits her. Okay. It's like, I just put that together. <laughs> Grief. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Hey. We can always learn.
0: Right. So, Sanderson sisters sadly kind of I know. your heart sinks a little bit. You're they like, Dang they it. they've been so much fun. I don't know. Can you just let but them have fun. like
1: one kid just to keep going for a little bit yeah. longer?
0: I'm just kidding. As everyone finds each other, the spell's breaking means Billy can rest in peace, who Billy's has has turned out to be really sweet. Yeah. You know? he he's was like su- a sweet guy. He was really sweet with Danny when they were trying to keep her safe in the cemetery. Oh,
1: no, He just dated the wrong girl.
0: Yeah. So he goes back to sleep, rest resting in peace. Thackeray, however, has been mortally wounded by Winifred throwing him against a rock
1: and now she's gone, so that means the spell's broken.
0: That's the problem. so yeah. that means the wound stays mortal. Thackeray right. as a cat dies, freeing his soul and we now you know Danny and Max and Allison actually see him in his in his true form. In see his it?
1: colonial nightgown.
0: Yes, still there. <laughs> And upon hearing Emily calling him, realizes that it's time for him to leave. By this point, he and Danny had formed a really powerful Mm -hmm. bond. It was really sweet. Yeah. I mean, it kind of came out of nowhere. You don't really almost realize that I've. Yeah, I feel like it
1: for Thackeray. It was healing for him because of Emily, Mm -hmm. and he was kind of he got a chance to make sure that didn't happen again to somebody else's. Little sister and
0: Danny just had this really intense love for yeah, him. It was, she was really just sweet. sweet. Thanking Max and telling Danny he'll always be with her. I love that. That's, so That's sweet. one of my favorite parts of the movies when he tells Danny he'll always be with her.
1: And Thora Birch, we all know she's a good actress. I mean, Nineties yeah, kids, we know we know her from now and then. All these different movies, but like
0: you could see it then. She, that I mean, young. she
1: was really crying. She was fantastic.
0: Yeah. We see Thackeray join Emily in what seems to be a peaceful afterlife. Mm-hmm. We then see Max's parents leaving the dance hall, tired and exhausted, (laughs) but Sweaty and gross. But they're okay. (laughs) They don't know what's
1: happened. None of of the parents know what happened to them.
0: Meanwhile, much to our satisfaction, Jay and Ice are still in their cages as they sing songs to pass the time. (laughs) We see on its pedestal, Book, still very much intact and awake.
1: And then... I put a spell on you. Credits, yep. possibly more to come by that, having book wake right. up, but also a satisfying ending because I like that when when endings happen that are a little bit open ended, that it's don't necessarily great. wrap up nicely. So
0: we have book, and we have the three Sanderson brooms. Yeah, yeah. And
1: these three pieces of the puzzle that and never you came know, together.
0: That book was real thick, which yes. means God knows you know how there's there there could be some way. To uh to bring them back, yes, and it's clear that uh, there is quite the uh, the desire, yeah, and the the um yeah it's I mean w- we would love to see that again. I mean, good lord, oh my god, yeah, it'd I'm be great, me.
1: it'd be phenomenal.
0: There's quite the the demand. Was the oh was yes, good lord, quite the demand for another go in the hocus pocus world. So that is hocus pocus. Ugh. And so we hope, good. yeah. So we hope you've enjoyed High Spooky Month. I know. I I certainly have. It's oh it's been goodness. a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Some great episodes. Do we have
1: any? Do we have any final thoughts on Hocus Pocus for we?
0: I think that your point about the the sibling thing, which yeah. we didn't even talk about when we watched the film, mm-hmm. so I thought that was actually something really nice and unexpected that that you brought up. That I think was a really good message. Um, you know, I just, uh, I mean. I want to watch it again, honestly. I know. I, I, I try <laughs> and watch so this. It's good. Is, you know, th- it's such a great movie. I, I think that it just, it begs for a sequel.
1: It does. It really does.
0: But even by itself, you know, it, it's it's just, again, it's just solidified itself, I think, as part of, you know, Halloween. And,
1: oh, absolutely. And, stuff, so. and now all of us that watched it as kids or would have been the age of, you know, the a childhood age when it came out, now we're showing it to our kids right. And our kids love it. And there is one cool fan theory that I heard because now that the tape store is on TikTok, now that we're we're catching up with the cool kids, Mm -hmm. um, I'm seeing all these like fun Halloween posts. And I saw this one girl post about her fan theory that perhaps Allison dabbled in witchcraft or was a witch because of the things that she knew or the things that she kind of the way she talked about the Sanderson sisters and even uh, Bette Midler, you know, calls her a, a clever little white witch. Right. When she does the salt. And I don't know. I kind of love that theory. If they did ever have a sequel, I would almost a little bit love
0: to see. Them bring that out of if that she, character. Yeah,
1: like have that come out of that character. Be like, hey, so.
0: There was always she more. Was,
1: yeah, there was always more to Allison. There was a reason Allison be, was yeah. meant to be part of that trio. Yeah, that would because be. Because they yeah. each, you know, just like the Sanderson sisters, three made a hole. Same with Max, uh, ah, Allison, yeah. and Danny. The three of them made a hole and made it pop. Made, you know, their adventures possible so i don't know i really like that theory i don't know who i don't know the originator of that theory but i really like it
0: thackeray was like their yoda their their splinter sweet binks yeah well it was great yeah so guys this has been great and we hope that uh you all are having a great halloween season
1: yes and halloween is in a mere what two days
0: yep that's it i mean not so we, we are, are sending there. all the
1: spooky vibes to us. Uh, definitely check our uh, you know, Instagram uh, as we get closer to Halloween, and especially on Halloween night. We are going to be posting like crazy, probably, um, yeah.
0: who whatever, knows? Whatever it is we decide to do. It's exactly. Not really we kind, don't know yet. Yeah, we're not quite sure what it's going to look like We just kind of roll with it. We're definitely going to make it something cool, something special, you know? Yes.
1: And, um, and on TikTok as well, uh, you know, we're same, same as Instagram at the tape store. We are posting crazy stuff. Fun stuff for the yeah. Halloween season.
0: And just want to say, coming up on a year, uh, you know, it's really, you know, oh, geez, we didn't yeah. know what to expect with this, but it's, no. been, it's just been a blast. And for everyone who's been with us, whether this might be your first time tonight or maybe you've been with us, you know, the past, what, 53 episodes, yeah. 54 episodes. Yeah, there's um, a few
1: of you that have really been there with us um, from the beginning. But,
0: you know, for everybody who's listening and who's listened we just want to say thanks. There's a ton of stuff we're already talking about. Yes, you know, putting out there. Putting out there, and you we know. Have, we
1: have plans.
0: Yeah, there's a lot more stuff out there, and there's a lot more stuff we've already talked about that we could go back and talk about again, to be honest with you. Oh, for sure. You. So, Anyways, we just want to say thank you again after this first year. For everyone who's listened, thank you for your time. Again, we always like to, te- to tell you and remind you how much we appreciate that you listen to us and give us your valued and limited time. Uh listening to us. Absolutely. Yeah. And,
1: and we would have never known that we were creating a podcast during what ended up being such a crazy and tumultuous year. Yep. Um with all of, a lot of us at home a lot of the time. So uh, we're just happy that we could have been part of your part of your lives for this for this, you know, amount of time and for this season and uh we just thank you guys.
0: Yep. So we will see you next Thursday for more great 80s and 90s nostalgia on the Tape Store podcast and until then, Happy Halloween.
1: Happy Halloween.
0: This is Toby. And this is Brooke. Stay spooky, guys. See ya.
1: Bye.